This is the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast, episode number 21. Home improvements, home renovations, home maintenance, home repairs, and all the other challenges of home ownership. Welcome to the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. Hello, my name is Doug, and I am a reformed do-it-yourselfer. You know, just because you can do it yourself doesn't necessarily mean you can do it yourself. I'm not talking about ability here. I'm talking about legally. I don't know what it's like where you live, but there are people where I live who don't pull permits to work on their houses. And they look at those who do as if they're idiots who are wasting their money and subjecting themselves to needless hassles. I mean, why would you voluntarily give money to the government if you could get away with keeping that money in your pocket? And why would you want someone coming into your house and telling you that they, you did something wrong and it needs to be fixed before they sign off on it? Who needs that? I mean, shoot, it's my house. And what I do in my house is my business and no one else's. They are just looking for ways to raise your property taxes. It's all a money grab. Look, I'm going to admit something here. I was once part of that group, mostly out of ignorance. But between you and me, I tried to stay ignorant as long as I could. Let me take you back to the 1970s when I was but a wee lad, or maybe I was an older lad. I don't remember the year exactly, but I do remember my dad going to what he called night school at the local community college. I found out later that he was taking a course or two in basic household electrical. I, I think it was part of their adult continuing education program. Well, my dad did a fair amount of electrical work. And in fact, after he passed away, I found an invoice from when my parents had their detached garage built. And it was right there in writing customer to do own electrical. Why pay an electrician when he could do it himself, right? You know what I didn't find? A permit. And my dad certainly was not alone. Back in those days, it was the Wild West. If you could get away without getting a permit, you did. So in 1996, when I bought my first house, who could blame me for not knowing any better? The house needed some electrical work, and because I did not know how to do electrical work, I knew I had to hire an electrician. My real estate agent had told me that if I ever needed anything done, electrical, plumbing, or anything else, that I should call him. He had some connections. So when the home inspection revealed that some electrical work was recommended, I called my real estate agent. The electrician, and I'm using air quotes here, came out on a Saturday morning and spent the day working on the house, but he didn't quite finish. That was when I took a look at what he did and reverse-engineered it, and I talked about this at length in the first episode of this podcast. As far as I know, there were no permits pulled, but at the time, I honestly and truthfully did not know that one was necessary. I believed that I was doing the right thing by hiring someone. Now, 
When my dad found out that I hired someone to do electrical work for me, he was kind of upset. Well, not as upset as offended that I hadn't asked him for help. So when it came time that I wanted power run out to the garage, which had no electricity at all at the time, I turned to my father to help me out. He gave me a shopping list and I headed to Home Depot. As the guy in the electrical aisle was preparing to measure out the wiring, he asked me what I was doing. I think he was just kind of making conversation, but also getting a feel for what else I was going to need. Well, I told him that I was running power out to the garage, and he asked if we were going to have it inspected, because apparently that made some difference as to what supplies I was going to need. Really? Well, when I look back on that, that was incredibly unethical and possibly illegal. I think I chose the inspection option, even though that was the first time that I'd ever heard anything about inspections. I also armed myself with a couple books. One of them was uh, Wiring for Canada, I think was the title. And the other one was the Ontario Electrical Code Simplified. Now, in the case of both of those books, I conveniently skipped over the forewords, where they talked about the legalities of doing electrical work, and I got right into the how-tos. So, at the end of the day, between the so-called electrician that I'd hired, and my dad, who had a decent background, and these books, I had a pretty solid grounding. <laughs> grounding. I had a pretty solid understanding of basic household wiring. Fast forward to the money pit, the house where we lived for over 12 years. The electrical in that house was a mess. Um, not long after moving in, I discovered an overloaded circuit that had something like 14 or 15 items on it, including the fridge and other kitchen plugs. So I actually looked into hiring an electrician to rewire the kitchen for me, but the quote they supplied was just it was a wee bit high. It was more than I was willing to spend at the time. So I went ahead and I split out that single circuit into three separate circuits, including the fridge, which I put on its own circuit. So that was up to code. But the rest of it wasn't quite up to code, but it was a whole lot better than what was there. Later, I was talking to my neighbor and I mentioned the fact that the electrical in the house was such a mess. And he was really surprised because, according to him, the previous owner was, in fact, an electrician himself. Now, I don't think that was necessarily true. I think he did electrical work. But from what I saw, I highly doubt that he was licensed. Be that as it may, there is no way that he could have had any of the wiring that he did in this house inspected. No way. Well, over the course of the decade plus that we owned the house, most of it would be rewired between myself and the contractors that we hired to do various renovations. Were permits pulled? Well, what do you think? There was an occasion early on that I did hire an electrician. I mentioned to someone at work that I was, wanted to replace the electrical panel. I mean, the... The wiring inside this thing could only be described as spaghetti. It was, it was horrendous. And the panel itself looked like it had been salvaged from a demolition. After the demolition. 
All the knockouts were knocked out. Some of the inside bits were missing. I wanted to replace this thing with a brand new panel. Well, anyway, this guy says that his cousin is an electrician and he would probably do it for me for a good price. Sounded good to me. So they both came out on a Saturday with a brand spanking new electrical panel. Now, this electrician, um, my coworker's cousin, he says to my coworker, when I am working on the mains, if you see me zap myself, take this two by four and do whatever it takes to separate me from the wire. Don't touch me. Use this two by four and do whatever it takes. Um, wait a minute. Ooh, what? Um, isn't the uh, power supposed to be turned off to do this thing? Well, no, you, you, you'd have to call the electric company for that, and that would get the inspector involved. <laughs> well, after some discussion, we all decided that instead of replacing the panel, he would just attach a piece of metal to cover up some of the knockouts and replace the missing parts and clean up the wiring and make everything look pretty and organized. It's, it's scary to think what could have happened. I mean, explaining a corpse in the basement is never easy. But anyway, sure, uh, no permit was pulled, but man, did he do a nice job sorting through that spaghetti. It was a work of art once he got through with it. Eventually, replacing the electrical panel was always part of our plan, and we intended to get that done whenever we had the addition built, which sadly never happened. But... When we decided to put the house on the market in the fall of 2015, I realized that the sale would go much smoother if we had a new panel. Something shiny. Something with room for expansion. Something that had a door on it that could be closed. Yeah, it was an expense, but we had other fix-ups to do as well to make the house as presentable as possible. Now, at that time, the Electrical Safety Authority of Ontario was advertising heavily on the radio and on social media. Every day, I was inundated with ads on the radio and on Facebook warning against hiring anyone other than a licensed electrical contractor to do any electrical work. So, I clicked on one of their Facebook ads and that took me to the website. After clicking around for a while, I got to the directory page where you can find an LEC in your area by typing in the postal code or the city or whatever. And that brought up a list of electrical contractors. Well, I didn't know one from the other, so I basically throw a dart. I picked one out at random and I called the number. When he answered, I explained that we were putting our house on the market and I wanted to upgrade to a larger panel to make the house a little more sellable. Uh, yes, my friend, I do for you for $1,500. I can do next Tuesday. Now, I apologize for my feeble attempt at trying to mimic his accent. I know I'm going to probably offend someone, but it was a heavy Iranian, at least I think it was Iranian, accent. All I know is everything was my friend, my friend. Well, at first I refused. No, 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 no. I want to get other estimates. I'm just looking for a price right now. Well, as I thought about it, the price was actually less than what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, we're selling the house anyway. 
there's going to be a there's going to be a range of potential offers that we're going to get on this thing. So at this point, what's the difference between $1,500 and say $3,000? Um, plus, you know, this guy could do it within a week. Done and done. I ask him about the permit. He says that he gets the permit. I ask about the inspection. Oh, yes, my friend, it is inspected. I ask uh, about the panel. I was looking for something with maybe 40 spaces to replace the 30-space panel that we had. Oh, my friend, I give you a panel with 60 spaces, enough to power subdivision. Jeez, I don't need one that big. But the price wasn't going to change, so I went ahead and I hired this guy. He confirmed with me who my uh, utility company was. He explained that he takes care of the permit and getting the power turned off and all that stuff. So Tuesday, the electrician and his helper show up. And about 10 minutes later, the electrical company shows up. They, you know, they talk to me. They say, you having a panel changed? I say, yep. And they ask me if the, elect- if the electrician is here. I say, yep. And then they uh, talk to the electrician for a couple minutes and tell him that they will restore power once the inspector gives them the go-ahead. A few minutes later, the house goes dark and the electrician begins disconnecting wiring from the panel. Well, as he's working, I'm having a bit of a conversation with him. I'm kind of telling him the history of the house. You know, you wouldn't believe the mess the electrical panel was in when we first moved here. I admit to him that I had done some work myself. I ask him some questions. And all in all, we have a pretty good rapport going on. And I get some confirmation that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to electrical. And he kind of takes a look at some of the work that you know, that I admitted that I'd done and said it looked fine to him. Anyway, the, um, the new box is freaking huge. The wires coming into the new box are freaking huge. I'd never opened that part of the panel before. I never saw what the mains look like. Well, you know, I'm watching him wrestle with these wires. These, I don't even know what gauge they are there. They were huge. And he's trying, you know, he's fighting with them. He's trying to bend them into submission. And at that point, I flash back to my coworker's cousin, <laughs> you know, the guy that was going to do this without turning the power off. Um, yeah, that would not have ended well. Well, at some point, his helper goes out to the truck to get something, or maybe he was going out for a smoke. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And when he returns, he tells me that someone is there to see me. So I go outside, and there is indeed a truck in the driveway with the Electrical Safety Authority logo on it. The guy introduces himself as the inspector, and he confirms with me that we are having electrical work done and asks if he can go inside. At first, I have that brief sense of panic. You know, kind of like when you see the cop at the side of the road and you hit the brakes even though you're not speeding. But then I remember... Everything here is above board. It's okay. We go in. The inspector and the electrician recognize each other and they start talking like old friends. This is good. The inspector is satisfied and tells the electrician to call him when he's ready for the power to be restored. Cool. That was easy. But as the inspector turns to leave, his flashlight beam glances off the joist and he pauses for a second or two. 
Hmm. This wiring looks new. Uh, was this done recently? He asks me. I stutter and stammer a bit, and I tell him that we had some renovations done about seven years ago. Oh, okay. He takes another step or two forward and towards the stairs, and he pauses again. You know, as I think about this now, it kind of reminds me of uh, Colombo, you know, like, yeah, one more thing. So he says to me, you know, I can tell how old these wires are. The date is stamped on them. At that moment, I had a million thoughts running through my head. Was he going to call the office and confirm the permits were pulled? What if they weren't? Was he going to force me to open up some of the drywall so he could see what was going on? He could do that, you know. What's the statute of limitations on this stuff? Could I still face a fine? Okay, well, not quite a million thoughts, but at least half a dozen panic and nausea-inducing thoughts. I mean, this had the potential of becoming a real nightmare, I think. But that's as far as it went. He just smiled at me, and he told me to have a nice day. And then he proceeded to go up the stairs and out the back door. The electrician worked for several more hours, connecting the wires and then testing and labeling the circuits. He then took out a magic marker and wrote in huge numbers on the bottom of the panel what I believe was his license number. Uh, I wasn't too happy about that at first. After all, he was defacing my shiny new panel. But then I realized that if things go our way, it wasn't going to be my panel for long. Fast forward a couple weeks. We have an offer on the house, and our agent insists that we be out of the house for the home inspection. I said that I thought it would be a good idea if I was around to answer any questions about the house because, you know, the house was complicated. But this was non-negotiable. Now, the buyers in this case were also her clients. She was working both ends of the deal, which is, you know what, it was, it was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. Ran some, I took off, I ran some errands during the inspection, and then... At one point, I get a text from the agent who was also at the inspection because she's there with her buyers. And she asked me about the locations of the sub panels. There were two. One was in the closet in the addition. The other one was in the utility room under the kitchen. I was on the road at the time. I had to pull off to make this exchange. Okay. I pull back onto the road and continue on my way, and a few minutes later, I get another notification, so I pull off again. I answer whatever question that was and continue on my way. Are you sure you don't want me there? Then I get another text about the new electrical panel. This time, if memory serves, I have her call me. The issue was whether or not the electrical work had been done legally. I explained the ESA, the Electrical Safety Authority, had been there and that the power company would not have killed and restored the power had there not been permits. But according to their home inspector, there should have been an inspection sticker on the panel. Well, I said I didn't know anything about that. Uh, But you know what? Uh, Let me call the electrician. I'll find out what's going on. So I ended that call and I called the electrician. Yeah, th- this is Doug. Um, you know, you uh, you changed the panel out for me a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we, we have a buyer. 
we have a buyer who is having the home inspected right now. And the inspector is saying something that there should be an inspection sticker on the panel. Now, I think he stopped listening to me once I said inspector because he got all defensive. No, no, I, I only changed panel. I do no other work. Someone else did all the wiring. I, I, I didn't do it. I only changed panel. Talk to homeowner. Okay. Maybe he thought he was talking to the inspector or something. I don't know. And I, so I tell him, I, I say, I, I am the homeowner. This is Doug. Remember, you know, you, we talked. <laughs> you were at my house. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Your friend. Yeah, right. Um, I guess he throws his friends under the bus because that seemed to be what he was going to do with me. So we talk about whether or not there should be a sticker on the panel and then settle on him sending me a copy of the permit and of the other paperwork that he had so that I could at least tack this up beside the panel so the question won't come up again in the future. He tells me that he'll email the stuff to me. So all I have to do is text him my email address, which I do, but I don't hear from him. A day or two later, I text him again. And again, there's no response. I try calling him. I leave a message. No reply. Well, as it turns out, that sale ended up falling through for other reasons. And the eventual buyer of the house was satisfied with everything. In fact, his father, who was an electrician, told me that during the time when they were having the septic inspected, that... He was impressed with what we'd done with the house. It looked like we'd had everything done right. And I would have to assume that since he was an electrician, that he would have looked very closely at whatever wiring he could. Well, needless to say, anyway, that I will not be having that other electrician do any other work for me anytime soon. So when it came time to change the panel in our current house, the one that we're in now, I was in the market for a new electrician. And fortunately, there was one at a home show who I was able to talk to at length. Part of his sales pitch was that he did not have to pull permits for like-for-like replacement. Um, So if I needed a light fixture changed out, he could do it with no permit required. He could change plugs. Anything that's already there, he could change without having to pull permits. That's what his license allowed him to do. So now I'm confused. I was always under the impression that As long as you did not alter the existing wiring, the homeowner could change lights or switches or plugs without needing to pull a permit. But this guy was insisting that I was wrong. Not that that mattered. I mean, I needed a panel changed and I needed the garage wired up, so I hired him. I mean, after all, I want everything in this house to be completely legal and above board, so when it comes time to sell this place, there will not be any issues at all. Now, this guy was a complete pro. Holy smokes, was he a perfectionist, which I guess is what you want. Well, anyway, the inspector did not come around until several months later, and when he did, he took a quick look, and he was satisfied. So as he's going around, I'm taking the opportunity to ask him a few questions. I asked him about like-for-like replacement, and he did confirm what the electrician had told me. For the homeowner, 
a permit is required. The only thing that we are allowed to change without a permit is basically a light bulb. Now, this is where things get tricky. You see, in Ontario, the law is a little strange. A homeowner is allowed to work on their own house as long as they demonstrate an acceptable level of knowledge when they apply for the permit. Otherwise, the work must be done. Must be done by a licensed electrical contractor. And this includes like-for-like replacement, like updating a light fixture, changing out older duplex receptacles for newer decor style, or installing a dimmer switch. A homeowner can't just do the stuff on their own. Permits are required. Now, I wonder how many people shopping in the lighting aisle at Home Depot are aware of this. (laughs) In Quebec, it is my understanding that there are no circumstances whatsoever where a homeowner can do anything beyond changing a light bulb. But getting back to Ontario, a homeowner can pull a permit to work on their own house. But they cannot work on a house that they do not own. So, Uncle Bob may have been doing his own electrical wiring for years, pulling permits, getting inspections, no problems whatsoever. He knows his stuff. But he cannot come over to your house and do any wiring for you. They will not issue him a permit for that. As far as the laws in the United States, it is my understanding that they vary from one region to another as far as what is allowed. I mean, it's funny because there's stuff all over the internet about DIY and electrical work, but no real mention about permits or inspections. So the bottom line here, folks, is that you had better do your homework. Now, there's a couple reasons why someone might want to work under the table, so to speak, without getting permits. Permits cost money. First you buy a light, and then you got to pay out as much as that light in order to get the permit to install it? Why spend that money if you can avoid it? I don't want some guy coming into my house and telling me I did something wrong and then telling me that I have to do it over again. It's a hassle. I have to go to the trouble of getting the permit, then I have to wait around for the inspections. It's holding up my project and wasting my time. Well, here's the reality. The cost of the permit covers the cost of the inspector coming and making sure that the work was done right. And the inspector checking to make sure the work was done right is for your safety. Skip this step, and you could be putting yourself or your family in danger. (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? (laughs) Yeah, you could zap yourself. I mean, that could range from not being very much fun to being deadly. Or bad electrical work can cause a fire. You can lose everything from your possessions to your life. And if those risks aren't high enough for you, consider this. If it is determined that the cause of the fire was unauthorized electrical work, your insurance company may deny your claim. You really could lose everything and be unable to replace it. In this podcast, I have focused on electrical work. But there are also building and plumbing permits that may or may not be required for your project. Again, 
do your homework. Last year, when I decided to put up our petition wall on the lower level of our house in order to create a small guest room, I went to our local building department with a rough sketch of what I planned to do. And I got to tell you, I agonized over this thing, accounting for each stud. I handed my drawing to the clerk. I explained what I was doing. And I stressed that the room had a window large enough for egress. Plus, there was a great entrance right outside the room. So there wouldn't be any issues at all as far as the building code was concerned. The clerk gave me a funny look and asked if I was altering the structure in any way, other than by putting up a wall. Uh, no, no, I'm not. She said, well, you don't need a permit from us. And I, I kind of looked at her. Really? Well, she went, she went into the back office, and after a few minutes, she came back out and she said, yeah, I just checked with the inspector. Um... Are you adding a kitchen or anything to make this a self-contained rental unit? No. Well, that's all we're concerned with, is change of use. Has to do with zoning. Are you going to be renting this lower level out? No. Well, then, you're all set. You'll just have to contact the ESA for an electrical permit. <laughs> Go figure. So permits aren't so much of a tax grab after all. I mean, here I was. I was ready to cut a check, and they sent me on my merry way. Of course, your municipality may be different. Do your homework. What that told me was that these departments or whatever, they're not looking for more work. They don't need the paperwork or the hassle or any of that stuff themselves. So this notion that the inspector is coming around to the house just looking to make your life miserable couldn't be further from the truth. They would rather sign off on your project than have to come back again to reinspect it. The bottom line is that permits and inspections are there to protect you, to ensure your safety, to make sure that any work you do will not result in your house burning down or collapsing and to make sure that you're not putting yourself or your loved ones in any danger. And I got to tell you, it is a pretty good feeling when the inspector says, yeah, everything looks good here. You're all set. So, yeah, do your homework and be safe. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Thumb and Hammer podcast. But before I go, I would like to tell you about one of my partners. Paint Zen. Paint Zen is the easiest way to get your space professionally painted inside and out. They take the pain out of painting by providing a seamless process from start to finish. Services include interior and exterior painting, including wallpaper, custom wall art, murals, vinyl installation, cabinet painting, staining and refinishing, faux finishes and drywall repair. Go to paintzen.com. That's P A I N T Z E N.com. And start by getting a free quote in minutes. And then explore their online color gallery of over 3,500 Benjamin Moore colors. And use their fun inspiration tools to find your perfect shade. Use my coupon code HAMMER to save $50 off the cost of your project. Paint Zen will deliver all paint products and supplies to your home and send an 
insured and heavily vetted professional paint crew to complete your job at your preferred time. PaintZen promises 100% satisfaction on every job. Once again, use my coupon code HAMMER to save $50 at PaintZen.com. PaintZen, your one-stop shop for painting your home. PaintZen is available in select cities. Check PaintZen.com to see if they service your area. All right. Show notes for this episode can be found at ThumbAndHammer.com. Just go to the podcast page and look for episode 21. You can also reach me by email and voicemail by going to the contact page. And you can find me on Twitter at Thumb and Hammer, all one word. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.